1: on dab plus online via the Talksport app and on your smart speaker this is talk wrestling on talk sport 2. hello and welcome to the podcast edition of talk wrestling here on talk sport 2. i am alex mccarthy and we have an interview heavy show to get through on money in the bank week we've got biggie We've got Riddle, two men that will be in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. We've also got Blair Davenport on the show. Another person who has just made a splash in NXT UK. She is WWE's most recent signee and we have got her very first interview. So that is a big coup for this show. There's a lot to look forward to. We've got 30 minutes with Big E. 30 joyous minutes, as I'm sure you can imagine. It is Money in the Bank week, so I will say this at the top of the show. My picks are actually Biggie and Riddle. I want to get that out of the way. No bias involved. But I do think those two, and I want to see Liv Morgan in the women, but there is still one spot open at this time of recording, so don't hold me to it, because if it's Becky Lynch, my word, what am I going <laughs> to... My pick will be getting changed, but... Thank you very much for tuning back in to the Talk Wrestling Podcast. Without any further ado, let's get to Big E. Let's open up with Mr. New Day
2: himself, Big E. It is Big E. He's, he's here on Talk Wrestling, home of the Big E push. How are you, Big E? I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Alex. Uh, and thank you for being arguably the greatest voice in, in all of, of wrestling. I mean, I think you make very sound... Um, decisions tweets you you know you know what I'm saying it's all good it's it's in and I very much appreciate you and all that you do so uh, the pleasure honestly if if we're being honest really is is mine Uh, I would I would I would pay I would honestly pay to uh to to, to do this interview but thankfully I don't have to that's how gracious you are (laughs) you what you don't know what you've done Biggie. you've just given me a clip that I will
1: use for eternity against anything somebody will badmouth me one day and I'll go what about this though What Mm, about this? What about that though? Yeah, like Bivens and his archives of videos. That's gonna be mine. Smart, Uh, smart. (laughs) But anyway, man, so great to have you here. And man, we're excited to talk money in the bank, amongst other things. Fans are gonna be returning, and you are in four-way action, I believe, this Friday with the other. Money in the Bank participants uh, must be nice to not have Apollo in a match. I'm, I'm going to assume.
2: <laughs> yes, it's been a lot of me and Apollo and it is nice to as I will say he's I think he's incredible in the ring. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've been proud of for the most part I've been proud of what we've done. But uh, it's time to do something different. And uh, this is cool for me because I've never been in a Money in the Bank ladder match. So it'll be my very first time. I believe on the bump you were quoted as saying that you would chase Roman should you win. the the briefcase is that right yeah I mean why not I think uh, he's he's the man right now I think at the top of our industry and that's that's debatable for some Uh, but for me I I think it's I don't think that's that uh, that wild of a thing to say right now and uh, and that's not to disrespect Bobby or anyone else but yeah man Roman's Roman's the easy choice I think if you want to make make a statement in this company in WWE he's the one to go after that's that's the one that all eyes are on so yeah that's an easy choice for me
1: and of course Kofi's handling business
2: hopefully on the other side yeah how dope would it be to have Kofi walk out of uh, you know on Sunday Kofi is world champion uh I'm holding the briefcase maybe I've cashed in as well uh that would be incredible for us so we'll see man we can all hope
1: we can all hope but you know it's funny because i know we've just saying about you've been working with apollo a lot and obviously love apollo over here but um i remember daniel bryan was obviously a big proponent saying before then that he wanted you to get the push and he wanted to work with you and stuff is there a part of you that feels like maybe uh you needed uh and this is no disrespect to anyone else but like that
2: signature feud with somebody of that standing perhaps to to take things to the next level maybe Yes, yeah. No, I don't think that's off at all. Um, and I think for me, my hope was to to move on from Apollo as Intercontinental Champion and to kind of keep adding on to that resume. And things Correct. obviously didn't go that way. Uh, you could argue they kind of petered out. I kind of feel that way. You know, I feel like I was building some nice momentum up until WrestleMania. And since then, it's kind of been in this uh holding pattern of sorts mm. but i think i think the, the cool thing with money in the bank and, I, and i've said this in a few other interviews is i feel like you, you can go from having no momentum you can be almost dead in the water you're in that match you win that briefcase and it's on just like that so uh, i'm looking forward to that opportunity to kind of reset things i think it's a great way for me to reset and to, to get hot again and, and hopefully that's that's what happens and i remember when we was in this like group chat thing that we did last year with the media and you said that
1: there was like for the solo run, there was a, a plan. WWE had a plan. How far have we strayed or have we not from said plan? Because WWE is like the land of
2: adjustments. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. It's it's chaotic here. It's constant chaos. And the plan is always in flux. Even when there is a plan, uh, man, the thing can unfold at any time. And uh, I felt, you know, it, it for me, being inside of it, it felt like, there's a plan and there's a path here, but then WrestleMania happens. And now it feels like that, that plan is off track. So for me, my hope is to get it back on track because I think right now, um, I think what I've done the last couple months has been really nothing to write home about. Uh, and I think I was pretty proud of, of the stuff that I've been doing earlier this year, up until mm. WrestleMania and being able to demonstrate different sides, being able to, sh- to show an intensity and a fire that I hadn't really been able to show in a very long time, if ever. So I was proud of of a lot of that. And then things have kind of stalled uh, for me, but I also, you know, I'm not the type to, to complain and moan and to cry about the lack of opportunities. Uh, I definitely want more for myself, but in the same vein, I also feel like, all right, this is the lot I'm given. This is the time I'm given. This is the segment I'm given whatever it is I'm given is to make the very best of it. And I can sleep soundly at night knowing that I gave it my all. So I don't really, I don't toss and turn and and worry uh, about the things that I can't control. Yeah.
1: I mean, and on that note, congratulations are in order because the new day were in WWE's list, voted the greatest tag team of all time. We, you know, we don't need us to sit here and talk about the illustrious names that come up against that. It's a big honor. Um, I see the young bucks had a I say about your tweet on that. Yes. But um, I thought your tweet actually very eloquently put it that way because a lot of people will say New Day is perhaps the greatest faction. Uh, and then there's tag team and I guess they're all different things. But how proud are you to be at the top of that list, man?
2: It's really cool. Uh, and if it's up to me, I wouldn't put us at number one. Uh, but obviously, it's different for me being, being in it. But I will say, I always harken back to our beginnings. And in two thousand what two thousand fourteen when we first started, uh, man, we were just trying to get on TV. And mm-hmm. I think not that we had any parameters set on it, but in my mind, it's hey, we hopefully can get six months out of this, and then when we split, we're all better off, and that's that's the goal. And the fact that we had we got to do so much more than that, we got to do so many things inside and outside of the ring, and I'm I'm really proud of the fact that. We were able to do all these really unconventional things, like the Booty cereal. It's absurd, but like the, we legit have a cereal. That's ridiculous. We came out of a giant box of cereal at WrestleMania. We were number one in merch. We had like a long promo seg back and forth with The Rock. We broke a record that stood for over twenty years. We've been able to do all of these incredible things. Kofi Mania, uh, man. I'm and I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Yeah. I. I would say with where my career was headed before the new day, if if they had kind of gone, you know, I'm just kind of imagining what things would have looked like. Yeah. And I think I probably I don't know if regrets is the right word, but I don't know if I, I would have looked back and said, man, I'm I'm really proud of, of what I did when it was all said and done. But now, if things were to end today, and hopefully I have many more years in me, but if things were to end today, man, I can look back at We had so much fun and I got to work with two dudes who are just incredible human beings, we laughed every single day. Uh, I had the time of my life uh, during that run and it's not over, we still have some more time hopefully. So uh, that's, it was just me. For me, it wasn't really about debating who was truly number one or who deserved it or for a faction or a tag team, it was just about taking some time to be grateful. And that's been a big thing for me as I've tried to work on growing as a human being. The last year and a half or so is I really find as, uh, and and I'll I'll talk anyone's ear off about meditation because it's been incredible for me, but meditation has really taught me to be grateful, to be present. And I think being grateful has allowed me to enjoy my life more because I can really look around and take stock and, and think, man, The last seven years has been a dream. And so the tweet for me, it was just really about being grateful for for Kofi and Woods and for all those opportunities. And, you know, I I always believed that we, the three of us had a lot of chemistry and we're really talented and we had a lot to offer the industry. I never would have imagined we were able to do all the things that we have done. But uh, yeah, it was just a moment to say, man, I'm grateful. It's been a heck of a ride. I'll look back in 10, 20, 30 years and I'll say, man, we... We really, we had the time of our lives. We made the best of it. We enjoyed it. We appreciated each other. We looked out for each other. Uh, So yeah, there isn't really anything I would change about that seven-year run so far.
1: I I do think by any kind of stretch of the criteria, like New Day has merits in every conversation. So it's not like, it's not an absurd thing, right? (laughs) That that you're up there. So I I don't think anyone would kind of approach from that respect. For me, my favorite match, I think, of New Day is probably the Hell in a Cell with the Usos. I just think, that was just, just magic, right? That's
2: probably the only word you can really put it. Is, is that the one for you? Is that the one in the Rude run? Yeah, that's the one and that's the obvious one I feel. I'm, I keep trying to like pick another one that I've forgotten about during the run too. And we, we've had the opportunity to work with, with some great tag teams. Mm. But that whole feud, man, I remember there are times because we would always rotate. There were times where I'd be on the floor and they'd be having a match. Uh, and, I, and I'd be split because, a part of me is is just proud that man they're out there killing it. This is incredible. But the, on the other half, I'm like how the hell am I going to follow this? Cuz I knew we were going to continue for a little bit. And I'm thinking this this is too good. This sucks. Like I, I I'm not that good. I can't do this. Uh, but that was the beautiful thing is we were always able to find ways in my opinion. I feel like the matches just got better and better. That that SummerSlam pre-show. We were all fired up because we had been cooking at, you know in this program with the Usos, and all five of us felt like, man, at SummerSlam, we deserve to get good placement on this yes. show. I'm not necessarily saying the main event, but, like, we were all kind of floored that we were on the pre-show, and we worked with a real chip on our shoulders, and we just had that feeling like, if you're not going to respect us, if you're not going to highlight us, we're going to show you. Uh, and I love that all five of us had that mentality of, like, every single time we go out there, we're going to show you why we think tag team wrestling is the best, why this feud is the best thing on the card. And I love, I respect the Usos so much because we always saw the business. We saw the craft in the mm. same way. And it was never about us. Like, hey, tonight we need to make sure we look better than the Usos. Tonight we we need to make sure their stuff doesn't look good and ours does. No, it was about going out there and like, Bro, let's all, all five of us tear this place down. All five of us do something memorable. And I'm really appreciative that. You know several years later, there have been some incredible Hell in Cells too, even since then. But I'm glad that people still appreciate that match. I'm really proud of, of what we were able to do there. Uh, and I love, man, that match looks different if it wasn't for Kofi being so selfless. Because in our rotation, it was Kofi's turn to it was supposed to be me and Kof, but Kof said, Man, Woods, I've known, I know that you've known the Usos for all these years, you came up together with them, uh, FCW, all that. And he was like, You know what? this means a lot to you. I'm gonna step aside and it's gonna be you and E. So there's so much about that match that I look back at fondly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's the one where I'll see anytime I see like a clip on Instagram, I'll stop and I'll I'll take a look. And uh, I'm just really appreciative because I think we did some really cool, inventive stuff, some stuff I had never really seen. Like Woods had that idea to take the uh, kendo sticks and make the little jail in the corner, Uh, some really inventive stuff there. when the and I, I love that it was, a grip. for me, what I loved was just that mix of lightheartedness, that humor, and the intensity as well, is always what we try to balance as New Day. Because you have that moment where earlier in the match is, I, you know, I go out to the apron, and I'm pulling out different colored trombones, and cowbells, and a gong, and it's ridiculous. But we also have the moment where Woods is handcuffed around the post, and the Usos are, are hitting him. They're swinging for the fences with those kendo sticks. Mm. You know, he must have got hit easily 20 times with the kendo stick in, the, in that one moment. So it, to me, I just love the, the story we were able to tell in that match. Um, it felt like the great uh, culmination of a feud. Because I I, I think if, if I'm a fan, I think oftentimes you see Hell in a Cell matches. And if you watched 20 years ago, it felt like the Hell in a Cell's were four feuds that were red hot and mm. like this is the best way to settle it inside of a cage, and you know just with the way things are structured now is it's not always that way. You'll have Hell in a Cell matches where you kind of scratch your head and it's like I don't I don't know if they've escalated to the point where they should be in a cell, yeah. but uh, I just love the fact that to me everything felt right about it, the timing of it. So I, I can go on and on clearly about the <laughs> Hell in a Cell match, but yeah, that's something I'm really proud of. I still think that kind of, I think it's 2016 Uso turn
1: and obviously just New Day at their peak as well. It is one of the most iconic tag team rivalries in recent memory. We all know about the TLC and all that stuff, but in the modern era, quote unquote, I still think that's one of the most magical pairings we've had. Um, Now, we we don't like proverbial wedge drivers, Big E. We don't (laughs) like this talk um, and it always gets shot down and rightly so. And I think that's part of the charm of New Day, right? has there ever been a time during this seven years where even someone in WWE has even had the, the moxie to say, what about, you know, maybe we should do this. Cause I know you guys are very firm, but has anyone actually even had the balls to come to New Day
2: and say, maybe we should. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and I know there are rumors um, for a while, that certain things were pitched, but I think because, we had been so adamant about not wanting to be broken up. I think that's kind of where other people were like, eh, I don't know if we should," because mm. you know they really don't want it. Um, but you know, we—I can't really divulge the conversation. Sure. But e- even from the top of the business, from the very head of what we do, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, directly told us like, "Hey, this is this is the idea," and we said, "We're not feeling it." um can I just ask if it's pre or post Kofi mania by the way this this was
1: post I think I I just I hated the idea if he would have said it pre and we wouldn't have got Kofi mania but
2: cool yeah yes (laughs) but no I I think there are I think there are people who wanted it uh earlier as well uh to me like you're right man that's the thing is if we do it we would have missed out on so many great moments and I, I still think that Doing it now or doing it soon, I think I think there are great moments to come. I still really feel like we have a lot more to offer. I think you've seen happy, clappy, babyface new day for a very long time. I still think there are a lot of things. Man, I still even want to play around with the idea that we originally had. When you see Woods come out in that white and red suit in 2014, Ooh. and like that that was the original intent. That was our plan is to be Ooh. this almost, you know, this hard-nosed, uh not shaking hands, not singing not chucking and jiving anymore. Like we're not taking it anymore we're, we're going to we're not going to sit back and wait for opportunities anymore we're going to take it and obviously. <laughs> the group ended up being the exact opposite of that uh, instead of like no more, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies is like, no, we specialize now in shaking <laughs> hands kissing babies and and dancing. So you know things we had to pivot a bit and it all worked out for us obviously. But uh, yeah, man, I still think we have so much to offer as a group. And I just also, I just like doing, just telling stories in a, in a different way. Everything that we've done, and I get our business is a business of conflict. But I think the the story of brotherhood and of, of three guys who, who genuinely want the best for each other, I think it's different. I think it's unique. I think there's a lot of things that we could do as far as maybe, we haven't even really teased any tension. Yeah. We haven't done any kind of like friendly. Me- there, there are other things I think we can do to maybe toe that line, but there's also so many things that we want to do. So many things that we do outside of in ring as well that wouldn't work like the podcast that that, that means that's over mm. uh, a lot of the gaming stuff that we we're able to do. Uh, I still don't know how we got a thumbs up on this but the fact that we got to play video games in front of a bunch of people with uh, Kenny and the Bucks yeah. and like everyone like. We didn't do that behind people's backs. Like everyone approved it. Like that happened. That was a thing. And for a lot of people, it's oh, it's just video games. But to me, like that was a moment. That was an official thing. Definitely. on a large scale, people were really behind it. So I thought that was really cool. And I know there are a lot of things in the way. I'd love to do more of that. I think anytime you see that forbidden door be open and you see people, you know, cross uh, promotions, it's just cool, man. You just get there's so many matchups that you will never see. Uh, that people would love to see Uh, so yeah there's just a lot of things that we can't do if you break up the new day Mm -hmm. and uh, and also it's like who are you gonna cheer for it's it's weird i don't know i feel like we're so attached at the hip in many ways that it'd be hard to really it's real muddled and then it's three of us to, it, and I know the shield did it. To me, it just there's a lot about it that doesn't make sense. And I often think there there rarely is a, a real plan for groups that break up. Yeah, like, there's normally a plan for someone, but not the whole collective maybe. Yeah, exactly. I think besides the shield, I can't think of a faction that broke up and everyone was better off for it, in, in recent memory, at least. Not since right. I've been on the main roster. But, and the, the Shield's different too, because I was envisioning them as a super group. Like, they were always destined to be more than just a faction. Uh, so, yeah, I have a lot of reasons why I don't like the breakup.
1: And I agree with them all. I, I think that's part of the legacy and anything for New Day, like the strength of it, because it diverts away from wrestling tropes and traditions where you have to turn on each other and stuff. I don't think that's something that needs to withstand. But um, I have a few more that I want to ask here. And I feel like these are more closer to... Biggie's heart I know you're a UFC guy like I am right agree uh, yes that um you know I've always wondered with you because I love your in-ring style and the powerhouse with the athleticism but like you know you watch the the mats and all that stuff like like I do in UFC have you ever thought about you know training a particular way or incorporating you know like Undertaker had a late career renaissance with that sort of stuff didn't he um you know is that in, is that in your kind of mind maybe at, not not
2: really man i i just think there's so many other people who would do a better job with it anyways cuz i i've never like trained striking uh i was a state champion wrestler in high school but that was when, that was 18 years ago legit that's the last time i did any organized wrestling so i don't really have the same base but we have got you know what i mean like when uh Samoa joe was on the main roster like he he did a, 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 a you know he trained in MMA and he would use a bit of that when you had like shayna and you have uh, Sonya who was doing elements of that. There's so many other people who, who added elements of that. And then you also have Brock, who was actually a UFC champion. So th- there are just so many people who are better suited at it than me that to me, it, it just would ring hollow. It just wouldn't feel authentic, it, it just wouldn't be a good fit for me. Uh, I love being a fan, I sit and watch, but there's really no parts of me that is really, really interested in training or in adopting elements of that. If anything, I might lean a little bit more on just cuz it's a little bit more natural. I'm using some elements of my amateur wrestling, but I looked around and we had Dolph, we had Gable, we have so many people who actually wrestled at a much higher level than I did, or who have trained striking. Even uh, Baron Corbin, like one, like one Golden Gloves, apparently uh, years ago. So there are other people who have just worked in elements of mixed martial arts that just made more sense. Uh, so it's like, "Eh, let me leave that alone. What did you think of McGregor? Uh, so. Man that that's a, that's a weighty question. I, it is <laughs> because it's a long conversation. I I I get selling a fight and I'm all for selling a fight and he's the biggest draw in the sport and it's not even close. And I I I can I think this version is much more marketable than nice guy McGregor who is offering half a million dollars to to Dustin's charity even though apparently that never went through. Uh But to me, there's also there should be a line of decorum. You can't threaten a man's life, especially after the saddest thing was seeing him with his leg broken. And just it it reminded me a bit of when Vince tore his quads. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And he can't stand up, but he's still just just yelling at people. Like that's what I thought of like this is this is kind of sad right now. This man cannot stand up right now because his leg is snapped. But he's still this, just this ball of vitriol and anger, and uh, I, I don't know, man. Because I think, on one hand, I think it all plays well for a fourth fight, which I, I assumed it was going to be over. Dustin gets a shot. We all move on. Let Connor heal up, and then we'll figure it out. But everyone seems to be on board for a fourth. And I get it. It's 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 big commerce. It'll do well. Everyone will make a lot of money. That's great, I suppose. Mm. But uh, as so the. The entertainment side, I get, but I also feel like there's a line that was crossed that shouldn't be crossed, and he's crossed a lot of it. So this this last run of Connor has just left me with a, a bitter taste in my mouth. I, I, and, and Dustin's so likable, man. Everything he does yes. uh, with his charitable organizations, uh, he feels like, in my opinion, from what I've seen, I obviously don't know his day-to-day life, but he looks like to be a great family man. I was talking about his girls, his wife, and his daughter. He's so easy to root for uh, and has just really- just as man and he's always been very good i think the but the run he's been on the last several years minus the khabib fight because khabib is khabib, khabib is khabib uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's really looked exceptional so yeah i could talk about the kind of thing all day I, I don't think he's an elite fighter anymore i think the run he had what four or five years ago was just untouchable and i don't think anyone i don't think we'll ever see that at least we won't see that from him again mm. i'm not sure we'll see it in our lifetimes uh, but I, there's still some really fun fights to make. There's still the the, the trilogy with Nate is, is still out there. Uh, man, I I'd, I'd love to see him fight a bunch of guys at 55. Maybe even some fun fights at 70. I don't think he's uh, a title challenger anymore. I could be wrong, but we'll see. Mm.
1: It's the thing. I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, man, what if you put him in there with like Geishi? And I'll be like, I think Geishi would hurt him. So it's like, I, I, it,
2: yeah, you know? man, I, I don't like the Gaethje matchup at all for him. I think Gaethje no. puts it on him
1: exactly and, and, and the list is getting shorter for like that would be good for connor you know what i mean it's just like uh um, yeah, but at the same time it's like i said sad because i mean he did such a 180 from fight island where he was all yes. mr respectful connor that just makes it even less kind of entertaining to me it's like well who, who really are you um but never mind i want to finish here i've got two quick ones for you um the final one in terms of Close to Big E. I know Wale obviously did your theme. I'm a big Wale guy. Uh, what do you think about what Hit Row are doing, man? I think that's refreshing
2: in NXT right now. They're killing it, man. They're really killing it. Uh, yeah, I'm just a fan of uh, what Swerve has done. Uh, he's a guy who's like, oh man, he's really really good, but he should probably be doing more. Like I'd like to see him do more, and now he's doing more, and he's really like this is this is the character. This is what he should be doing. Yes. I feel like it's really true to him. Like this is he, he's made music for I don't know how long. This is what he does and it feels feels very authentic. It's everything they're doing right now is I, I feel like they're snapping. I'm a big fan of the stuff they're doing uh, just doing like the cypher. Like you said, man, there's so much unique territory for them. Uh, yeah, I I. I can't speak highly enough of, of what they're doing, and I'm excited to see more of Hit Row. But Swerve has been killing it for a while, and it really feels like he's hitting his stride right now. So I'm just happy for him, uh, just as a fan. It's cool to sit back and watch just all the cool things he's doing, and I and I hope they continue to make them different and unique, and to do things like that. That cipher, and again, it might not be for everyone. You know, there are people who like don't really get it or don't understand it, but uh, it's unique. I think it's working. I think they're snapping, honestly. One one,
1: man. Now uh, you you may or may not have seen the other week, but your video of Goldberg on the New Day pod went viral once again of big meaty men slapping meat. Uh, that's oh, yes. <laughs> that's what people want to see. Uh, you know, you're you're quite friendly with a guy now, no? I've, I think we've seen
2: these videos. He likes you, doesn't he? Yeah. No, no, we're cool. We had. Did a nice you make it happen, to- Biggie? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, it's a, he's in his. You know, it, it's different too because my position in the company. It's kind of weird in many ways. I was I tell like my friends like oh I'm I'm a, a mid Carter and then there are people t- try to tell me no nah, no nah, you're you're not a mid Carter New Day so steps so it's always weird to think like what where am I positioned am I positioned am I a guy who's positioned to have a Goldberg singles because I've never really had a big singles showcase you could argue WrestleMania or whatnot so I'm not gonna hold my breath because I'm going to assume that if Goldberg comes back he's going to get a Roman or a Bobby or someone was you know someone who's positioned differently, so I'm not gonna hold my breath. it would be fun though um because I legitimately I meant it you know he was my yeah. favorite wrestler as a kid uh, it's just oddly and weirdly full circle so i'm not I'm not beating down any doors for the match I'm not gonna hold my breath for it, but I would love to have it it would be really cool it would be full circle for me um. I'm glad people enjoy that nonsense. I, for me, it's one of those things Like sometimes I, I say things that are really funny to me in the moment, but I assume no one else will enjoy them or they'll think it's stupid and obnoxious. This stupid rant about my dream match, the Goldberg thing, people really seem to like that nonsense. And it's, <laughs> it's I'm, I feel like in many ways, I'm like, is this my greatest contribution to the business? This, this <laughs> stupid rant, because people don't talk about my, no one talks about my matches or anything I've done as much as they seem to talk about this uh, uh, meaty men nonsense. But I also like, I, I do, I'm i am oddly proud of it because, you know, there'll be sometimes not even in WWE, just random promotions. There'll be just two big dudes in a match and I'll have people tweet me about this meat slapper that, that that's coming up. Uh, as stupid as it is, if it makes people laugh and it makes people smile, it's something they remember fondly. Uh, that that puts a smile on my face so it's cool to see the reception for that and uh if it leads to a match with Goldberg then uh, all the better
1: it, it's not it's just nice that if he likes you know he maybe he'll want it you know maybe he'll think of it's something that he likes but uh, I still crack up every time I think about work rate and bump that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, well, for me, so it, it's just different because Kofi and Woods, uh, I have so much respect for them in the ring and I think they're very good. And you think, so Too Cold Scorpio is Woods' favorite wrestler. Yeah. And Too, Too Cold, I was gonna say Too Cold in his prime, but Too Cold still wrestling now. Too Cold and Woods right now, if they had a match, would be a banger and it would yeah. be a classic. And same with uh, Kof and his re- favorite wrestler, Shawn Michaels he and Shawn Michaels in their primes would have a classic. I have no doubts about that. But, like, for me, uh, and maybe this is me being too self-deprecating, but for me, I feel like I'm I'm good at what I do, but I I don't think – like, I don't envision myself being in a 30-minute Matt classic, especially with Goldberg. So for me, it's like, all right, all right, you two want to have your great matches with your great workers and do high-flying stuff with all your reversals and whatnot. Not me. No, no, no. That's not where I'm coming from. I just want to see two men who are way too large, who have way too many muscles. <laughs> and and what kind of what I was thinking of as meaty men, stopping Meat is I love— So when we go to, to Japan, we have shows in Japan— I remember uh, when Rowan was here, and I love Rowan. Uh, shout out to my man, Rowan. Uh, I remember, we, I think we worked at either once or twice in Japan. But I remember one time, uh, before I went over there, uh, Brody, uh, may he rest in peace, uh, my incredible friend uh, who was missed dearly. Uh, Brody told me the first time I went over there, that man, like you don't have to lock up and do drop down leapfrogs with Rowan. Just run into each other a bunch of times, and they love it. And he's right the japanese crowd we always got great reactions anytime we would just have that tackle spot where two guys just take off two big guys and just that's what i thought of when i think of slapping me it's just two big men like i said with big (laughs) chests and big muscles i just envisioned just just give me 10 minutes of just taking off hitting the ropes and slapping chests with with a a standoff that's what i want that's what i want for me and goldberg is just the first 10 minutes of that match is just facing off, hitting the ropes, and just slapping chest, just, and sweat flying everywhere. That's a spectacle. That's, that's what I want to see.
0: Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs?
1: Excellent chat there with Big E right here on the Talk Wrestling Podcast. I am Alex McCarthy, and you can join us, of course, on air every Monday night on Talk Sport 2, 7 p.m. Up next on the show, we've got Riddle. We've already brought you Big E from the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. So let's give you Riddle. Let's give you another perspective. But of course, as well, as you may have seen in the news this week, Riddle did speak to me about the alleged heat with Seth Rollins, he also spoke about forming RK-Bro, so let's get
3: into that. Up here, up next, is Riddle. I'm good, bro, how are you, man? It's been too long, I mean, dang, dang, I, I gotta get back over there. It's been too long since I've been in the UK, Download Fest was awesome, and yeah, just gotta get back. Good times.
1: The things have been going pretty well for you lately, I would say, Riddle. You're doing pretty well. Uh, in the Money in the Bank, which, of course, is a week Sunday. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. partnering up with a good brother, I think we can call him that, Randy Orton, uh, RK bro. The first thing I want to get into before we get to where you are now, like uh, I would say a landmark moment for you, of course, was the United States title win, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I know a lot of things happened last minute. Keith Lee meant to be in it, then wasn't in it. Um, You know, so was this something that came of you kind of very suddenly and you're like, oh, okay, here we go. And that's kind of your WrestleMania destination after that.
3: Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. WWE is a kind of place where you be ready at all times. You never know what's going to happen. You might be the guy mopping the floor one minute and then you might be United States champion the next. So and that's the other thing too: just be ready to get that ball and run with it if they give it to you. And that's honestly what happened. Opportunity was there. And I struck honestly, if Keith was in the match, I don't know if I could have been beat keith and bobby they're two huge men i can barely pick up either one of them and they both hit extremely hard so now that morrison is not talented he's one of the greatest wrestlers in the world today if you ask me me too but i think stylistically that worked out in my favor plus i did bash bobby with a crutch a bunch until he fell out of the ring and then i beat john morrison so you know that'll happen. I don't, you know, and I don't know if that would have happened if Keith was there, you know? So you never know. But like I said, I seized the opportunity, had a pretty decent run, you know, it was pretty sick. Got to defend the title of WrestleMania. Well, got to try to defend the title of WrestleMania. Unfortunately, I was on the receiving end of a huge, huge brogue kick. You know, I was WrestleMania. I was like, yo, let me do this back. With. It'll be super cool. Maybe I'll win with it. Wrong. <laughs> wrong man i thought my jaw was rearranged i remember my face was just full. and then i'm dumb the next day bobby's there and i'm like hey bobby you want to wrestle and i didn't think about it because i was like he wrestled at wrestlemania but he wrestled saturday not sunday i wrestled sunday yeah he got me he got me good so uh yeah but that that was the end basically of my united states championship run and you know, I'll be honest, I was a little on the dump set with it. Didn't know. WrestleMania over, I felt like I peaked. Mm. But then, Randy happened.
1: <laughs> well, you couldn't say it more perfectly than that. Randy mm-hmm. happened. Uh, you know, we've heard reports as well that Randy was the guy that wanted it. Like, he obviously saw something in in a good brother like yourself, um, which is very cool in and of itself, right? That yeah. he wants to work with you and he wants to do something. And, and the results have been great.
3: Yes. Randy is amazing. He's awesome. I love that guy. I love that man of mine. <laughs> Randy Orton. Uh, yeah, dude, he's awesome. It happened. I mentioned it probably, probably around WrestleMania time. I was like, hey, how cool would it be if me and Randy partnered up, tagged up, and we were oh, arcade okay, bro. And everybody kind of laughed at <laughs> you know. And then a couple weeks, like after the beatings from Sheamus and Bobby Lashley, you know, I didn't know where I was going to be. And then I heard I was wrestling the Viper, and I was like, oh, man. And they're like, yeah, you're probably going to get in a feud with him and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, like right away, all right, that's awesome. And then we wrestled, and I earned the Viper's respect. And he was like, hey, you know, this RK Pro that you mentioned actually sounds pretty cool. And then I was like.
1: Yeah, draw." No,
3: Because, you know, <laughs> nobody else said it was cool. The only person that really thought it was cool was Randy and me. And I was like, no way. And then we pitched it. I don't think it was supposed to have legs. I don't think it was supposed to last that long. But kind of like me and Pete Dunn with the browser weights, people saw our chemistry together. They saw the backstage segments. They, they both know we can go in the ring for days. And here we are. T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, <laughs> backpacks merch for days bro we got multiple shirts it's insane i can't even keep up i keep getting tagged people we are like hey check out this i'm like do we make that they're like yeah wwe shop we i didn't even know we had that guys we got you got to get me this stuff too bro and it, we it took off it took off vince loves it bruce loves it everybody in the office loves it the boys love it they love it so much they're starting to hate it <laughs> That's how much everybody loves it. So yeah, man. RK Bro, Randy, me, the original bro, Riddle and Randy. It's just it was a it was a team nobody knew they wanted, but now they need it.
1: Yeah, you know. Well, Riddle, listen, you know this. I'm a proud Englishman talking to you here. So here's the mm-hmm. most important question I could possibly ask you today. It's bro- coming home, bros awaits oh. or RK Bro. Come on, man. This is a tough question. I mean, it is coming home. You're right. But.
3: <laughs> well, I thought that was, I, I figured that was the most important question in England. Right sure. It's yeah, coming you'd, be home. Right. you'd be right. But yeah. Uh, Bros or Wits or RK bro? There's a spot in my heart for Pete, Stallion Pete, that'll never go away. What a statement would be. I actually had, I had a dream that me, Randy Orton, Stallion Pete, and Damian Priest were a faction in WWE. Ooh. And we just dominated. We were like the new evolution, but we had a cooler name than evolution. No disrespect. Like revolution oh, yes. like Brovolution. Like bro-volution <laughs> know. Uh, but yeah, uh, Pete, I'll be honest, there's one thing I love. Pete, I'm going to have to go with Arcade Bro. It's Randy. It's Brando, I can't, I can't. It's Randy. Off Randy. Come on now, he's, he's the love of my life, <laughs> yeah. But But, uh, but Pete, Stallion Pete, I want it. I want it to happen again one day. I want the Bruiser weights to, to reunite because I also know we were supposed to defend the titles WrestleMania weekend last year at you know at NXT Takeover, but the pandemic and all that, and Stallion Pete had gear made for me. Wow. Gear covered in fur, like his gear. Broserweight gear, but in my cut and style, but with the fur on the trunks. And you know how he works and he does his thing. Yeah, I had it. I still haven't got that gear. I paid for it. I'm pretty sure Pete (laughs) has it. I don't think he's ever going to wear it, but... (laughs) But like, but honestly, I really want like I really want the gear one. And I really want to wear it in a match that makes sense too. Yeah. So like like I said, Randy, first and foremost, right now he's my he's my main squeeze, yeah. you know. <laughs> but but there's a spot in my heart for Pete. I'll always love Pete. And if I ever find Pete on that main roster. We're going to make in. it happen. Bringing him in. We're going to make it happen. What a stable that is, by the
0: way. Yeah. Um, right? Could
3: you imagine? I mean, I just, I've been trying to plant this seed everywhere.
0: Yeah. I like, mean,
3: yeah. Dude, we're so cool. Randy's so cool. And he's like the cool silent type. You got Priest. He's the cool partying type. You got Pete Dunne, who's just. I mean, he's Pete Dunn. I mean, he's cool, but he's Stallion <laughs> Pete, cool. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He's cooler than the other side of the pillow, cool. <laughs> and then you got me, and you know, I'm just a normal bro. You know, I'm just Riddle. You know, but <laughs> I, I feel like I, 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 feel like I'm the glue that sticks all those pieces together. Listen, so
1: I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. Um, speaking of things, you know, obviously this is talk Talksport. We cover a range of things, Riddle, and of you're course. a multi-talented man. Now this weekend. Conor McGregor's in action. The trilogy,
3: uh, bro. The, the trilogy. trilogy.
1: You know, it's, I was thinking about this. Your UFC careers, literally, they just they just nearly overlapped. Like, I think he had his first UFC fight, like, two months after your last. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a shame, man. We didn't get you in the same era. But um, talk to me. What do you think?
3: Hey, I'll be what honest. You when got- you got two stars as big as me and Conor, you can't have us in the same era. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, honestly... Connor's such a stallion. He's a performer in the ring, out of the ring. He 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 makes people talk. That's the one thing I try to tell people about fighting and wrestling all that. You could be one of the best fighters. You could be one of the best wrestlers. If you don't get people to talk about your fights or you fighting or you wrestling, you're not valuable. If you can't mm-hmm. sell tickets, you're not valuable. That's one thing I learned the hard way in the UFC. I got fired and I they got fired for other circumstances, but I guarantee if I brought more money to the company, they wouldn't have let me go. Right? Mm. i know that i need to become more valuable and sometimes you got to talk trash sometimes you got to get crazy sometimes you got to take another man's title off their shoulder you know what i'm saying and connor when he's fired up when he's guns ablazing, the guy is a money making machine for any promotion in the world Mm. and you can't you can't you can't teach that you can't write that down you can't do anything he has that you know I think the fight's going to be amazing. I think Conor's learned from his mistakes last time. The only thing I'm worried about is, are we going to get the same Conor as last time that didn't have the same intensity demeanor as previous Connors before? Mm. You know, and I know he has a family and this and the other thing, and some life slows you down a little. But I think, and I think if you watch the weigh-ins and you watch the press conference before this fight, that will be a good indicator of what Connor we're getting for this fight. And if he comes out all crazy, ready to go in his stance, like, amp, I think he's going to win hands down easy. I think if he comes out and he does what he did last time, he's really, and I get it. He's being respectful. You know, he's doing the right thing. The right thing didn't get you to the top.
0: Mm. Being you,
3: being that savage, that's what got you the fans. That's what got you to the top. He got you so far that every other dude in the fight game tried to imitate you and they were horrible at it. That's how good you are at that. Don't try to be something you're not. Don't try to be nicer just because it's the right thing to do. Be Conor McGregor. We'll always follow you and support you, bro. Be Conor McGregor.
1: Yeah, I couldn't say it better myself, my man. I was there at Fight Island for their last fight and it yeah. was just like oh you know but it's the same thing like the, after the fight it's like is the hunger there is the
3: i think also the last fight connor went into boxing he's been training a lot with his hands i think yes. he just neglected his legs you know it wasn't conditioning them. i wasn't kicking with them as much and all that and that plays a part you know and he's very athletic himself so he's probably i can always throw the kicks i'm working on my hand speed and where i get most of my knockouts from. i understand just like, you know how Dustin's Jits is good. So he probably worked a lot on his takedown defense and submissions as well. Mm. I think after the last fight, he's like, I gotta protect myself. Like there's certain parts of my body, even though I'm tough, there's some things I can't do. So hopefully he learned from that. Connor, people don't want to give credit with credit to he's a smart guy. He mm. wouldn't be, he's not, he's he is where he is, where he is because he's smart. So I think he's gonna make some changes. He's gonna he learned the defenses, he knows what he's doing. And this is gonna be a different fight. You know, regardless, win, lose or draw, it's going to be a different fight.
1: A few more for me before I know we have to wrap up here. One thing I did want to touch on is at the back end of last year, we saw all of these reports online. Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle don't like each other. And it was like, oh, uh, maybe Seth doesn't want to work with him. And And obviously he took the early bow out at the Survivor Series. Speculation ran rampant, right? But then at the Royal Rumble, you did work together, and it was actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That the whole well, I say cool. He he eliminated you, so I don't want to say that's cool. But cool you know, enough. yeah. Cool enough. But you know what I'm saying. You did work together, so have things yeah. moved over? If that's even yeah, right
3: you to? know, things things should have never been rough. I'll be honest. I've met Seth multiple times, and he's met me. I don't think uh, we would ever be best friends. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> we like one another. I, we're just two different people. We both love wrestling. Uh, I know my. You know, my significant other said something about Becky that Mm. they didn't like. And I also did not agree with. And I think Seth didn't like me after that. I don't think Becky likes me either or my wife, which is understandable. You know, I think it is what it is. But uh, uh, after Survivor Series, I tried to talk to Seth beforehand, but he kind of avoided me. And he did bow out early. I don't know if he did that because he didn't want to work with me or whatever, because I mean, there was three other guys in the match or, four, you know, he could have wrestled. He was in there with shame. It's like he could have done a spot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but after Survivor Series, because I, you know, he was there, I got to talk to him. I go, hey, and a camera came up to us to film it. And I was like, no, don't come over here. You don't film this between me and him. Mm-hmm. And we talked and I told him, hey, and this is exactly why I said. I go, hey, man, whatever was said, I don't agree with it. I think that was bull crap. It's not cool. All right. So I just want you to know I apologize and I apologize on her behalf as well. All right. And on top of that, I think you're a great performer. And if you would ever have it in your heart to work with me, I would love that. And I know you're taking some time off because Becky's pregnant and about to have a kid. I just want to wish you luck congratulations i want you to enjoy your time with your beautiful girlfriend or wife i wasn't sure beautiful Mm -hmm. now it's wife wife. a beautiful girlfriend at the time i want you to enjoy your beautiful girlfriend and your beautiful child and he literally looked at me and goes holy beep i didn't expect that honestly everything i hear from people and what i expect i that was really cool Mm. thank you and that's where we ended it. And I said, thank you for listening and giving me the time, bro. And I hope we're good now. Listen. And I'll say this, we're good enough to work together. I don't think we're friends. Now. I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm. i tell you this, that last curb stop he gave me at Royal Rumble, we're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> if I get in the ring with him, he's going to get it.
1: Riddle's just a damn entertaining guy, isn't he? <laughs> Most people would go, you know what? I, me and Seth had a chat, but that's between us, not Riddle. Not Riddle. 90% of people would have skated over that. But he was like, here's exactly what I said. Awesome stuff from the man who's really been making waves on Raw the past couple of weeks. And that brings us to our final interview on this podcast episode of Talk Wrestling. And that would be Blair Davenport, a lady you may have known under the alias of B Priestley. Uh, that has had a great career thus far in stardom particularly, but also on the British scene. We get all into that, the, the brief spell. She had an AEW and how she became available to sign with NXT UK. She made her debut last week on NXT UK, and we are lucky enough to get her first interview since signing with WWE. Here is Blair Davenport. Blair Davenport has arrived. How are you, Blair?
4: Hello. I'm great. I'm great. I'm good. I'm excited. I'm ready. How are you, Alex?
1: I'm um, I'm okay. <laughs> I'd be better if things had gone better for England yesterday. But other than that, mm. I'm delighted. Very cool, mm. though, to see you make your in-ring debut last week, Laura Di Matteo. Uh, how has it been, I guess, finally becoming a part of NXT UK? Because I remember speaking to you a couple of years ago, and it was yep. kind of like, a a fleeting thought at one point because you had so many friends here and stuff but now you're here
4: yeah so I think um, there are lots of times it was just the right opportunity and the right timing for me I think because there were so many other things that I wanted to do first and I didn't want it to be in the position where I would make such a big jump in my career and then wish I could have done things before coming here I was like no Mm -hmm. I want to do everything that I want to do and then come to this part of my life
1: yeah I'm pretty fascinated because I feel like you know you've put it perfectly there uh, real fans of you will know what you've done in stardom was tremendous uh, we saw a bit of you in AEW but I mean it sounded like uh, the pandemic and travel restrictions really curtailed that unfortunately mm-hmm. um but I say unfortunately now we get to have you in NXT <laughs> <laughs> who can be mad
4: uh, how did every the- cloud the-
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) How did the wheels really get turning on this one then? Like who who reached out or uh, again as well, that's the other thing with you. And I know because it's so difficult to travel the world at the moment. I never know where you are. I was like, is she in Japan? Uh, And there's, oh, well now she's back in England.
4: I know I chop and change all the time, don't I? (laughs) Um, So it was, uh, so during the the pandemic, there was a small window. So obviously I I got cut from AW because my visa expired and Mm -hmm. there was just, no hope for any new visas happening at that time and then there was a tiny window in august for people who had existing japan visas to go back so i was like right i need to go Mm.
1: um
4: so i went back to japan and then i i love stardom so much but this time i think i was the only foreigner there like completely whether before i had you know a group of friends with me and it was very much for fun with this time i love love the roster so much but i did feel very isolated and it just I was almost getting to the point where I was starting to feel stagnant with my role and I'm like there's only so much more I can do with this company before I'm just gonna stay in my same position and I just I hate being stagnant Mm. so I really just wanted to be like right I need to do something for me now and this is when you know we got in touch with WWE and we were chatting and basically I almost wanted a bit of time at home as well to kind of have a bit of a bit of a decompress. But I I love NXT UK so much. I'm so happy. This is definitely where I want to be right now.
1: Yeah, it's fun. it's interesting that you say home. I'll come back to the NXT UK journey in a second um, because you have an interesting kind of childhood story, right? Like you are yes. born in England. You're a Yorkshire <laughs> lass by all accounts. A
4: Yorkshire, yes.
1: <laughs> but of course, you spent a lot of your childhood in New Zealand as well. Is that right? And then you came back to England as a teenager.
4: Yeah, so um, uh, I, yeah, I grew up in North Yorkshire. Uh, I lived there till I was 10. And then right. we emigrated to New Zealand and I lived there until I was 19. And basically, this is quite funny, the thing that pushed me to come to England because I wanted to do wrestling like as a job, it was always mm. my thing to be a wrestler. Um, and there is wrestling in New Zealand, but it's just not as big as a scene there. So it's just a bit, you know, it's more like a hobby there. Um, And I actually, I started watching British boot camp and it's quite funny because most people who work here now did British boot camp (laughs) at some point. Um, But that was kind of the thing that really prompted me to go because I was tossing up between trying to go to America for a few months or just coming to England and living here because I obviously have a British passport. Mm -hmm. So yeah, British boot camp came and I fell in love with that kind of style and like some of the wrestlers there, like Kaylee was on that, which is like crazy. And I was like, no, do you know what? I've got a British passport. I have family in England I can go stay with. I want to be a wrestler. If I want to do it, why don't I just do it? If it doesn't work out, I can always go back to New Zealand. Um, so, yeah, I just took, took the leap of faith when I was 19. And the rest is history
1: (laughs) (laughs) i would say it's it's working out pretty well blair um in in regards to next to uk and you said about reaching out and stuff i guess who do you really have those talks with because we hear so many everyone kind of has different gateways right like william regal sometimes or you know maybe triple h himself and there's obviously other guys involved behind the scenes that used to work with progress and people like that i won't keep naming names all day but there's a lot of people uh for you who did you really have your chats with
4: Um, So I I got reached out by NXT, reached out, um, NXT UK reached out to me when it first, when they first making the roster in 2018, but I literally, it was the day after I signed my World of Sport contract, Uh. (laughs) literally the (laughs) following day, I was like, I'm sorry, this is happening, and then they reached out again, beginning of 2019, and I spoke to Canyon Seaman, Um, and basically at that point, I was along the lines of like, oh, I, I initially, I was going to sign, but then I was like, oh, I just want to do more in Japan. I really want to do more in Japan. And then I said, that's Canyon. He was like, okay, cool. We'll keep in touch, well, you know, we'll call you back in about six months. And then literally about two days later, AEW got in contact with me and they offered me the, the schedule where it's like, no, you can live in Japan, but you can still work with us and kind of have best of both worlds with it. Um, and at that point I was like, well, this is, this is great for me. Cause then I'm learning from these people as well. Um, and then this time around um, I reached out to Jim Smallman. There you go. Um, yeah. From obviously I know from progress. And then he put me in the connections, had a call with uh, yeah. Canyon again. And yeah, we got, we got the wheels, wheels moving. It's time. But I do think it was the, the, the biggest thing for me. It wasn't that I didn't want to go at those points. It was just the timing and my situation that fitted the best.
1: Yeah. Cause 'cause as I alluded to earlier, you have such a history with the likes of Tony Storm, Kaylee Ray. I know you're very close friends with many of them as well. And Viper, all of them doing very cool things right now. Um,
4: Insane.
1: Yeah. It's crazy to see. So I guess a lot of us kind of assumed, Oh, well you'd be great if, but you've come now where they're kind of uh, away. and I I guess You know, the luster, (laughs) continues we have to wait um for that but that leads me into the name uh mm-hmm. obviously i've you've built we've just been talking about your career but you've built a great name in b Priestley, which now is blair davenport talk to me about um the name basically like is it all you or is it stuff pitched to you
4: uh so i was offered like uh you know a bunch of first names a bunch of last names um it wasn't my first choice of names um but it was kind of put to me like, oh, can you make it work? And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm you know, I'm quite confident. I was like, I can make anything work. We'll work it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, but basically like with the name thing, I just, just like a fresh start. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, Beed Priest has been great. Beast Priest is, you know, awesome. But that, even like from my last match in Japan in April, I am not that version of me anymore.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, I've progressed from that point, And this is like, the new element of me sort of thing um, and yeah I just think it's just like such a just like a new way to like recreate yourself and feel like just refreshed and it's, it's difficult to explain yeah. but you know it's like just like a not a clean slate that's not what I'll do because I don't want to obviously like forget everything I have done because it has been such a huge part of my career but almost be like okay this is the next level now
1: yeah. this, is
4: the, heard- this is the new elevation of it
1: I mean, I, I like I think Blair is quite a cool name anyway. I can't think of many, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that have Blair. But um, it kind of reminds me of Tave Valkyrie, same sort of thing. Like you both had mm. a lot of stock in those names, but you've come to WWE and it's not like that you're just parking it somewhere. It's just like an almost an evolution, I guess, like a growth. Yeah. It's just another extension, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah, another extension of me. And yeah, like is it like a growth and a progression point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, the LXC UK brand's women's division has, oh my God, it's so stacked at the moment. Uh, we've obviously seen the different bouts between Mako Satamura and Kaylee Ray. You know, M- Amelia McKenzie, I always have to check myself with her name as well, uh, <laughs> is there at the moment. Uh, there's like, it's E Valkyrie. There's a ton going on there. Like, how excited mm-hmm. are you to sink your teeth into the roster there is at the moment? Because I would say it's one of the the most stacked divisions in like all of NXT. I know NXT's women in general is like an amazing thing. Amazing.
4: Yeah. But yeah,
1: it's, it must be so exciting, right?
4: A very exciting. And obviously with some of the girls who are here, I've already had previous matches with them. So like me and Kaylee have had loads of matches. Me and Amelia have had loads of matches. Uh, me and Zaya have wrestled each other in Japan lots. And then yeah. there's also a bunch of people who I haven't wrestled, like me and Eva Valkyrie. We've had probably one match such as Scramble before, but it's like, oh, I really want to like, getting there with her and there's there's so many it's it's weird it's people i've known for ages but i've never properly got a chance to work with them because i've been so back and forth with japan Mm. so this is a proper time to like get in and work new styles working new girls and also bringing up old rivalries as well
1: yeah uh it's stevie turner as well right she yeah stevie you've got history in in stardom no
4: yeah 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 (laughs) yeah stevie's my uh yeah my little friend
1: (laughs) (laughs) big thanks to blair davenport they're very cool to hear how excited she is to get started with nxt uk and what a journey she's had thus far i think she's only in her mid-20s still which is kind of crazy considering what she has achieved but thank you very much from myself alex mccarthy joining us on the talk wrestling podcast this week a reminder you can find us every monday on talk sport 2 at 7 p.m we'll have more great interviews for you next week Uh, and of course my thanks to simon miller for hosting the show this week in lieu of our regular captain here who steers the ship will gavin he'll be back next week welcome to open arms now that euro 2020 has come to a quite frankly heartbreaking conclusion so once again thank you very much please do subscribe and Spread the good word of talk wrestling. Hit me up on Twitter if you need at AlexM underscore talk sport But until then, thank you for listening to Talk Wrestling.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.